0: Good day, welcome to Two Tone Dudes, this is episode 4, where we talk about the Tennessee Titans. It's just two dudes, two fans, we don't claim to be writers, we don't claim to be whatever title associated with professional sports writing, we're just two fans, we're just doing what we do. Titans coming off of a horrendous loss against the Cincinnati Bengals. How do we feel?
1: Well, the question that they ask in Cincinnati is who day? Who day think they going to beat them Bengals? Well, I thought we were going to beat them Bengals. I think most Titans fans thought we were going to beat them Bengals. I think most Bengals fans probably
0: thought we were going to beat them Bengals. I talked to a few before the game who were totally confident in our team to get oh. this to and get this dub. I've been there as a
1: Titans fan. I've been there before. Yes. And as a ah, – I cannot believe – I cannot believe that we uh, traveled maybe 10,000 Titans fans up there uh, and filled half that stadium. It was a lot, man. And then the team didn't show up. It's like the only people – from nashville that didn't make the trip up to cincinnati was the actual players on the field
0: they just did they were not there yeah i mean that's why i was telling you earlier uh last year i was at the denver game while that game score wise and ultimately gameplay wise was very much different than this one i had so much of the same vibes during this game as that game it was that miserable of a loss like Like, as you said, you go all that way, you expect to at least be competitive in this game, travel all this way, and this is what shows up. It's highly frustrating, especially if you're driving back (laughs) the same day.
1: It was a long drive back. Um, One of the saving graces about that situation that you just mentioned was at least that was the turning point, right? Things got better for the Titans after that. And, And if you had told yourself... That, hey, the Titans are going to play in the AFC Championship game this season. In that moment, you would have probably laughed your ass off at yourself. Um, you know, it, it just goes to show that things can turn around. The Titans turned it around last season. I think the difference here, though, is that this turnaround, really all it took to turn around last season was throwing Ryan Tannehill in there a turnaround this season requires a little a little bit more. And and I'm even hesitant to call it a turnaround because yeah, okay, the team is 5 and 2. But a- as Titans fans, we thought, okay, this is finally the year we're going to break the 9 and 7 streak. I could totally see this team going 9 and 7. Yeah. After this week, I could see this team going 9 and 7 so hard, dude. Um but all that all that is to say is that I think this turnaround it, it requires a, a little bit of a personnel change. We saw Desmond King come in today. It's going to require some coaching change too. And that I am not saying personnel wise you necessarily need to need to clean house or, or or even change anyone on the coaching staff. I'm saying they're they need to change their approach. Whatever they're doing defensively is not working we've heard it from kevin byard it scares the crap out of me that kevin byard after the game says we have coordination
0: issues um one of the leaders on this team like if anyone
1: knows what the hell is going on it's kevin byard and he's saying we're not being coached someone
0: please coach us that's that's that is definitely hopefully a kick in the ass for someone who is holding a playbook somewhere that that conviction alone. I am confident in this team's ability to develop and get better. I think I saw a, as usual, I referenced Mike Herndon's tweets because he's such a goddamn pro. Uh, earlier this morning, I saw that uh, I believe it was last year's Falcons um, were able to transform and i don't have any stats on this they were able to transform their defense from something really really bad uh into um, a quality championship probably worthy product That now the rest of the team obviously wasn't but teams can change and teams can get better and as you said i think you know bringing this guy in is definitely a step in the right direction
1: yeah, um, Desmond King is going to make a, a difference, hopefully. God, God, hopefully he makes a difference on defense. I did see, um, Rabel said today that this is Monday. Uh, Rabel said today that uh, Desmond King might not get to practice until Saturday. Like, okay, cut the crap. Th- this, you, you have to find a way to get him on the – if a Dory's not going to be there, if it's oh. not a Dory and Malcolm Butler, I don't care if Desmond King doesn't practice at all. It's probably going to be better than Jonathan Joseph. You have got to find a way to fix this problem next week. And another winnable game against the Bears because I'll tell you what, if this same thing happens against the Bears and they move to 5-3 and and they have these issues, is going to get very ugly. You're probably going to be behind in the division race at that point. Mm -hmm. The, The morale in the locker room, if it's not shot right now, it's going to be bad if you lose to the Bears. You have got to find a way to get it together on defense and go and win this game against Chicago this week. 100%.
0: 100%. Um, and you mentioned um, Desmond King potentially not playing this week. Uh, you know, even if you do, if you get him there on Saturday, that gives him one day to actually do stuff on the field. Like He's going to be in Zoom meetings all the way until then. And you know, I realize this player, is, he's in season shape. He's ready to play. Um, but I mean, how? Wh- where does that and what kind of player are you expecting to be able to come in off of a trade and a make and make that big of a difference immediately without a week of practice? Like, I think it's a high expectation, and I think it's I think it's unfair for your fan base to give them that info, and then what am I am I supposed to believe? Oh, this is the <laughs> the new Titans. Uh, The artist formerly known as the first half of the season Titans defense. (laughs) It's not going to change that quick with that kind of player. So hopefully you can get him in there before then. I think Quentin Spain got traded from the Bills earlier in the week and then started most of the snaps yesterday for the Bengals. Quentin Spain made the Titans look like fools yesterday. So if he's able to get, I guess, something waived... To be able to play within a week of being traded to a team, because it's God. what five? It's five days, right? You have to be in. You have to be quarantined and tested negatively for five days to enter another team. This is part of the protocol. And maybe I have that number wrong, but it is a, It's a period of time. It's unbelievable that
1: <laughs> so much discussion last week was about the the Titans pass rush. Yes, we knew that we were going to be a little short on the corners going into the game. Um but there's a you know, the mantra before the game was if the Titans can't get a pass rush against this Cincinnati offensive line, then we ain't getting a pass rush all season. And the Titans haven't had a sack in 2 weeks. The Titans did not get a sack against Quentin Spain in this Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. Okay, they got they they got to him. They they got to him a few times. Well, had two they had their hands on him. They couldn't tackle him. Nope. They could not tackle Joe Burrow. Third and Her- ten. Her- Her- Landry. In the second half. Huge drive. They finally got off the field on a freaking third down, but it took twenty seconds off the clock. Joe Burrow was scrambling around. Kingdom come five guys tried to tackle him they that was, finally
0: tackled him after a 6-yard game. that was a Steve McNair type play it it was a I was a, I'm not giving up at all I mean credit to Joe Burrow he, I I that was actually cool for me yesterday I really enjoyed watching him play and I'm a Joe Burrow fan so I I like I like him I support him uh, fuck the Bengals we can talk about that later and their fans but <laughs> I like Joe Burrow. It was cool to see him play. It was cool to see a, a last of, you know, immediate last year Heisman winner in person fresh in his rookie season. Hopefully, hopefully he turns into something and you can, we can say like we saw Joe Burrow playing his rookie season and rip our fucking team's asshole apart.
1: I wish Christian Fulton could have played in this game. Um I, I it would have been <laughs> Invaluable to have a guy who has played against Joe Burrow for four years in practice in this game. Um, that that was a loss. I, really, man, I think if any one of our secondary players uh, was in this game, um, it, it would have made some semblance of a difference at least. Um, getting back to Desmond King real quick, I don't know if you had this thought they were advertising him as a uh, s- uh, secondary and special teams return. Uh, yeah. And that scared me. That scared me. That, I was like, that, okay, I could that's... totally see them putting him back there. And it's like a dory. Getting his it's, ankle
0: twisted. Yeah, It's like putting a dory back to return punts and kicks. I, I hated that. I always hated that. Like Every time I'd see him come out on the field, I wouldn't even watch. Because, like, what? that's such an important I mean, we see now that is such a, an important position we knew going into this season we needed more from him and we needed consistent production and i mean injuries suck man but like i mean if we don't yeah. get him back next week doesn't he go on ir for the rest of the year
1: Who he's got to be back yeah i mean uh it's going to be it's going to be tough sledding if uh if he's not back it it's a shame that we even had to put Cleef Raymond back there on power Returns. He's actually, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago. Cleef Raymond has gotten a lot better at returns uh, just after a few games this season. I think as far as Adori being back there, it, you know, they were trying to pull some Pac Man Jones stuff out of that, I think, uh, <laughs> which Pac Man Jones, he could do it like no other man. Uh, it's a Bengal, a bingo for all time. Yeah, that's right. I don't know if anyone made a highlight clip of Pac-Man Jones's kick returns, but watching that bobblehead running backwards, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, those, <laughs> the, that, was, that what, was fascinating. Running
0: backwards and then all the way down the sideline, like tiptoeing the sideline. What a guy! What a what a guy! Spitting on um, people
1: in clubs. Huh. So there, dude. There is so much to talk about in this game. um we talked about the secondary. Everyone knows Jonathan Joseph struggled. I feel bad for him. it's. It's like we were talking about Goskowski last week. Like, as long as he is getting paid to be out there, heck yeah, he's gonna play. Like, he's not gonna quit. Yeah. If the coaching staff says, "Hey, you're you're the starter this week," it, yeah, of course you're gonna be out there. You're a veteran. You're, you're gonna play. You're not gonna walk away because you think that you're. Your talents aren't good enough to play in the game. You're going to play every time. I don't put it on Jonathan Joseph at all. Uh, he has gotten he's gotten enough flack from the fan base. I, I think for, uh, uh, such that we don't really have to say anything that hasn't been said. Uh, there's not really much to be said that hasn't been said. Um. One thing, though, that I think is getting lost in all of this Jonathan Joseph hate is that hey, the front seven was a piece of hot garbage as well. Giovanni Bernard, in the absence of Joe Nixon, had himself a day. Was that touchdown? He was that the second touchdown, the bigger or the third touchdown. I don't he even know. in there. He, ra- he ran it up the middle for an eighteen-yard run. No one touched him. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> it, I mean, let's not act like the secondary was the problem. Let's not act like the pass rush, it, the the defense in general. Hey. Nothing was going well for the Titans on defense.
0: Hey, and I mean the pa- I mean, pass defense has been decent at times this year. I we've made goal line stops. We've made important stops on the in the run where they've really mattered in the game. And at this point for them, that's more of a consistency issue, I think. I mean, we have a good, we have a good D line, I think, in in most senses of the word. Um, and yeah, you can talk about pressure and sacks and all that, but I've seen good out of that, of out of that line this season. I haven't really seen much good out of the secondary. So that that's just something that's the that's kind of the dichotomy of that. We've seen we know what the D-line can do. We know what the the first level of the defense can do. We don't really know what the the secondary can do. No doubt. Um just another point on the secondary.
1: This is Kenny Vicar's third week in a row with a 15-yard penalty. Um Against the Steelers, it was that... How many weeks in a row, did you say? Third week.
0: Jesus, God. Uh,
1: against the Steelers, it was that very, very late hit. Out yeah. of b- I mean, it, it wasn't even a late hit. It was a late tackle out of bounds. Um, and, and and he had an, another this week, um, some sort of unsportsmanlike. It, I don't even remember what it was. But um, when, when you have a guy like him... Uh, who, who maybe you do trust him on defense. He's one of the few guys on that defense you can trust. He can't be taking penalties like that. Um, and, and then the Vic Beasley nightmare that we are all living. Was this kind of the feeling when we signed him, though? Because <laughs> we all knew the name, right? We're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, Vic Beasley, the Falcons Super Bowl run, great season. um lot of upside but I, I really think uh, me at least was scared that this guy hasn't shown up in a couple of seasons are the Titans going to fix him
0: I, I the the first presser with him I lost pretty much all confidence in it it was like the most apathetic I think it was PK that asked the the pressing question of like hey don't you think What is it? Nine and a half million dollars is a lot of money to to not be showing up for camp, (laughs) and and he was just like, "Nah, I can't remember what he said." He was just like, "Nah, I mean, you know, things happen and whatever." That's it. Was just and maybe you can can that as like a an uh, objective response, like you're not looking to really get into it. Fact of the matter is, a lot of people are gonna know what what are going to want to know what you were doing for all of those weeks that you could have been practicing at camp and now we're seeing uh, finally a need for him to really start producing i mean he should have done that from the start of the year but we're getting to a point where we're figuring a lot of things out where are you going to show up it's obviously playing a factor the fact that you haven't you weren't able to start with the rest of the team, so
1: if if Vic Beasley isn't going to be effective on the defensive line, then let's drop another person in the secondary and see if we can cover three receivers with like six D D Bs. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's a shame. Uh, on paper, it, you see Vic Beasley, you see Clowney, you see Jeffrey Simmons. Um, and, and, but you're just not seeing it in the production. <laughs> Fascinating, uh, statistic that I heard this morning. Um, so the Titans have seven sacks in seven games. The Titans are on pace to have 16 sacks this whole season. We thought that the pass rush was a problem last season. That's why we went out and signed Vic Beasley and Jadavian Clowney, um, But last season, the team that we said needs a pass rush, pass rush to improve, last season the Titans had over forty sacks, yeah. and they're on pace to have sixteen. To get sixteen, is that not just Oof. a mind blowing stuff? I mean, this defense is unlike anything I've ever seen, and. I've seen some bad Titans defenses. The Chuck Cecil days, no one wants to go back to the Chuck
0: Cecil days. I love that we thought we were out of it. Like, the past, like, honestly, three years, I would say. Oof. Brought to you by ASMR. I thought probably, like, three years ago up until now that our secondary had turned a corner because... If you're a real one, you remember all those Sundays watching Catch after catch after catch. The most un- we would make we would make the worst receivers look like Hall of Famer Randy Moss. Every Sunday, just getting burned play after play after play. You're hoping for a big third down stop and they don't get it. We all remember those days. <laughs> Honestly, we're there again, and it's ha- it's it's taken. How many? We're in the eleventh month of the year. It's taken even before that. It's nine months. The transformation of this defense, and you knew it was going to be different. We're losing our DC. We're losing an anchor of the defense, Logan Ryan. We trade a well. We trade away Jarrell Casey. Still, lots of good stuff, but. If you didn't think that this defense was going to be different by now, like, I mean, we were definitely in, and we all thought it was an upgrade, and maybe ultimately it will be. We'll see, but there has been some very, very bad fundamental issues to get the year started.
1: Kevin Byard says there's coordination issues. I, I just don't. I don't understand why these things haven't been addressed. We'll talk about special teams in a minute. I don't know why that hasn't been addressed. This Desmond King thing is the first thing that management has done to fix anything. And even at that, we're bringing in a nickel guy in a, a defense that we're still missing a door, Jackson. We still don't have a pass rush. Jayon and Rashawn still not playing like themselves, and when Kevin Byard says there's coordination issues, I don't see how it could be more clear. I know Vrabel doesn't want to, you know, to be public about big issues. I hope behind the scenes he knows what's going on, because I don't see. this Desmond King thing is the first thing that happened and at the end of last week we recorded on Monday last week we hadn't had the Adore Jackson news yet but when we found out that Adore Jackson was not going to be playing basically Saturday night we talked about it and said (laughs) feeling, feeling good about this Titans game I think the offense can score enough points to beat the Bengals But, man, I hope this isn't Joe Burrow's breakout game. Joe Burrow was one of the top quarterbacks in the league, a rookie this week. T. Higgins, one of the top receivers in the league this week, a rookie. You think a Dean Pease defense lets that happen? I don't know. It was was very frustrating, and there, there are two schools of thought. you talk about the secondary and the pass rush being a symbiotic relationship if there's coverage the pass rush gets there there's no questioning the statistics show that opposing quarterbacks have been getting the ball out quickly which the Bengals it looked like they copycatted what the Steelers did on offense they got the ball out quickly they had a long drives and they, they were the efficient film. And they made it work, and kudos to them. That was smart because they they boat raced the Titans out of the damn stadium. Yep. So there's that school of thought. There's a secondary, uh, if there's coverage, pass rush is better. Um, There's another school of thought. It's if the pass rush is talented enough, if the schemes are good enough, uh, then they get to the quarterback and and the secondary issues um, aren't aren't even a problem. That's going to be put to the test with Desmond King uh this week if he plays god knows if he's even going to play um who knows with this with this defense uh now but that's going to be put to the test hopefully we'll have some answers um uh, all of this hopefully could be avoided if adori can come back this week um everyone when when you say your prayers tonight please pray for Adore Jags. please pray for the mental health of mike vrabel to put someone in there besides jonathan jones
0: i mean hopefully I don't know the rule. Is it it is if you put a player back on IR after week eight, they have to stay there, right?
1: Yeah, I'm not I sure mean, if, I'm not if, sure what the cutoff is. At, the, is at cutoff. the very
0: least, if you put a player on IR, that's at least three games. <laughs> so this is something I'm 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 worried because I guess maybe the strategy here is that the our plan was to use all three weeks of the designation and and if 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 we go off of the vibes that we usually get from ravel on pressers and whatever you're watching or listening to there's not much it's the belichickian sort of the, it's the patriot way as we know with with talking to the media and exposing your thoughts so my theory here is he has, he's been designated to return and that's a three week window. So if he's on IR, he's not practicing, right? But if he's designated to return, he's practicing. So my theory is that, yeah, they're just gonna, they're when the three week point of, okay, we know no going to be better in three weeks, or maybe he is already better and we just want to use these three weeks, uh, up to get him back or just maybe to test to see if he's able to play i think that's that's the that's the idea here maybe we're just using this last week of the designation before he can come back so you're hoping to get him back i'm i'm optimistic that he's gonna return this week and if king can play you're gonna have some different looks and hopefully hopefully, some some different ideas on how to make this defense move against a Bears team that's going to be just as desperate as we are for a win.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Well, we have beat the defense to death, just like any of the Titans opponents. <laughs> the defensive problems are overshadowing the special teams' problems. And I'm not even talking about Goskowski right now. I want to talk about the punt coverage, the kickoff coverage. The Steelers and the Bengals have been able to flip field position on the Titans and use it to their advantage because of punt returns. The coverage has been atrocious, Lord. And then... Uh, <laughs> You know, I don't know if if there needs to be coaching change there. I don't know how Ackerman is operating, what changes he's making. Um, and then there's the obvious one, right? The the Goskowski. I'm just tired of talking about Vrabel. Okay, Vrabel's answer last week, it, because the fan base has been very divided on this. It's obvious to me. I I think it's been obvious to me since week one when he missed four field goals. Goskowski just it, it, this isn't his. He's not his usual self. He's I done. don't know if he's past his prime. It's just he's, he's not hitting the ball, man. And but there have been excuses, right? So so yeah, he goes in and he makes crucial kicks in the next few weeks. Which by the way, he also missed field goals and PATs in those preceding weeks, um, but, but in any case, if you want to say that, okay, yeah, he made crucial kicks and crucial moments. Vrabel's answer to the missed field goal to send it into overtime against Pittsburgh, Vrabel's answer was, well, we're confident he'll make the next one. Well, guess what, Mike? You trotted him out there with the
0: wind at his back. And it he missed windy. a field goal in the first try. Oh, my God, it was windy. And we knew it. We sat outside and had some damn pizza and beer it, with the wind. It was windy. Our menus were blowing away. I talked to a guy on the corner of the, of the block where Paul Brown Stadium is wearing a Titans jersey, and he said, hopefully we don't have to rely on our kicking game today. Well, shit. I mean... Bengals put up three on the board first. You're already down. We can't make... We throw an interception the first drive. I think that's... What did we try to... We try to field goal on the the next drive? Yeah. Yeah. So, miss the... Doink the field goal there. It's bad. If you're not able to... If you're going to... Our red zone offense is known for being great. And if if our great red zone, not so great really anymore, red zone offense can't produce anymore, then we're going to have to get some three points here or there. And how many damn times have we just needed those three points? We would have won the Denver game by 10 points, 10 more points than it was. It would have been like an 11-point win or no whatever. Doubt. No doubt. We've missed out. He missed a, a a kick the following week. Um, he's missed kicks. He's missed PATs. P- he's missed PATs. The you are paid so much money, and and, and that's that's the that's the main excuse with a kicker. I don't even think it's are you can't even argue it. Like you make so much money for, for what it's worth. Every kicker, every kicker in the NFL should be ninety five percent. If we have quarterbacks who are capable of running, and don't get me wrong, there's been some shitty NFL quarterbacks, but if you just look at the average starting NFL quarterback, pretty much all of them would be able to have a good grasp on an offense and produce when they need to, given that everything else is right. Now, for a kicker, they depend on a few things they depend on a long snapper, they depend on the holder. And then after that, it's up to you, buddy. It, there's a little dependence there. For the average NFL QB, there's a, the chain of command is much longer. There's a whole lot more you have to depend on. I would say 9 out of 10 NFL quarterbacks are great and could manage a game given all of the right, thing, all of the right conditions. So many kickers nowadays suck at kicking the ball. I mean, it's, this year especially, there's been a ton of missed kicks. But for us the last three seasons last year especially kicking has been a nightmare and I mean not even especially so it this year too I don't under I don't just don't really understand the inability to like produce if you don't think that you can go out there and make kicks don't fucking sign up to be in the NFL don't sign with an NFL team because they have to we depend on kickers so much still.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's like I said, it, as long as the Titans are paying Steven to go out there and kick, he's going to kick. He's going to take all that money to go kick a ball. I mean, it's a great deal. Even if you miss him, you, you got to deal with some crap, but, but you're getting paid. You're, you're taking that money home at the end of the day. He's going to play as long as the Titans are, are, are willing to trot him out there and miss field goals. To me, it's the fact that yes in training camp this was a problem this summer and Greg Joseph uh, was practicing and Greg Joseph was going to compete against Greg Joseph and Greg Joseph was responsible for Greg Joseph to get the job um but they brought in Goskowski
0: did they try him out
1: it, 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 Yeah, He seemed like a shoe-in is what I'm trying to say. Pretty much, yeah. I'm sure the
0: technicality of having him come in and pussyfoot a few kicks up on the fucking goalpost was probably there. But yeah, I mean it was a week before the season started, right?
1: And after he misses four against Denver, bring someone in to compete with him. There's been no competition for him. And, yeah, I I guess one method is, okay, well, we'll straighten him out by just showing him unconditional love. You know, when you're just not making field goals, it's kind of a different story, and you kind of have to bring someone in to at least say, hey, you're going to lose your job if you can't compete with this guy. It's amazing. It didn't come down to a kick. This game did not come down to a kick because he missed the first one. Right. If he makes that kick and – and the the momentum is kind yeah, of evened out. Momentum. Heck, I, whew, the Titans should have scored a touchdown on the first drive. And you know what? I think I don't think the defense would have played well the rest of the game. But I think if the Titans are up seven to three there halfway through the first quarter, hey, we're cooking. I think the Titans cook- probably win the game. We're
0: cooking with oil at that point. You're, we're able to to we have we have the confidence to move forward. Maybe our run game's a little. Spicier.
1: It changes the whole game plan because the run game was killing it. The, For, Henry Dante was Forman. slashing the defense. Foreman was slashing the defense. McNichols got in on a couple of runs. Yep. It was slashing the yep. the and, and the Henry the, looked great. He had a hundred and a, a few yards. I mean, that's a good day. Over a hundred yards rushing. The rush offense was very good and against a 28th ranked Cincinnati defense and what you expect. They they got away from it because their stupid ass mistakes got them down by 10 points to start the game or was it 14? It it got them down by two scores to start the yeah. game and then they just had to throw into the wind for the rest of the game and that was just a complete complete and utter failure.
0: Yeah, it was 10 to uh, let's see, it was at one point it was 10 to nothing. I think we what, we scored and made it 10 to 7 and then they scored again. It was 17 to 7. I think I don't know a, a game like this. You just you uh, you forget it quickly, especially when you have to immediately drive for and something hours. Dude, that drive back seemed literally three times as long as it was as it seemed on the way up. Like no joke. I thought I, I felt after I got home. I felt like I had just driven twelve hours. I was so so tired. And I know if we had just, if we had just been in that game, at least, I would have been it and withstanding that the, uh, Bengals fans not be total fucking assholes in front of me, because that, let's we'll talk about that in a minute, but it felt so long going home compared to going up. So I, yeah, I mean, this has been what, how many minutes now? Uh, about about forty minutes of us bitching about the team. Oh man! So, man, what, you want to talk about something positive? Let's see. Let's see if there's anything. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, I, we both view the Desmond King news as some positive, at least curious news. I w- I would say but it's positive. We'll, it's the best we'll, thing they could have done today. Yeah. We'll it's see. The best
1: thing they could have
0: done. We'll today. see how it works. But I think I think talking a little bit about this Chicago game okay um
1: did did you want to put a bow on cincy uh, and talk about the trip it was well yeah. we, we, we had kind of mentioned that the titans fans showed out they did like kudos to titans nation for showing up to this game it was incredible i love
0: cincy it's a great city
1: Cool bars. Uh, it, I love the way that they have that because um, the baseball stadium and the football stadium are on the same street. It's right there. So they've they've got that, and they've got all the bars and restaurants down there. It's mm-hmm. kind of a newer development. I so wish that the Titans had something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but instead, we have the closed-down House and the Shonies. And
0: Broadway where nobody really wants to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, Titans need to make a move. Um Or or the the city. It would be the city. Uh, It needs to make a move. 100%. Towards a more fan friendly tailgate. Um, (laughs) Do you remember a few years ago they were talking about building a moat around the stadium? Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, they were like like, connecting it to the river. Yeah, they were going to build some trenches around the river and and have a moat.
0: Maybe we need Oh, a that's, well, I guess, so with that, that's like a Coliseum type thing, I guess, right? That's, oh, there that's, could be a drawbridge. That's what they, that's what you'd have around a Coliseum is, is a, is a body of water, I guess to, I guess that serves a purpose. I'd, I do not, I don't know, but yeah, no, the, it was, it's great. I, the way the, I sat in section 305, yeah, and I could see the whole skyline of Cincinnati above. It was it's beautiful beautiful scenery. Really cool. Yeah, like I I, I love it. It was, it's great. I wish I wish the, the the Titan Stadium was at least a little bit closer to the skyline so you could see it better. But
1: it'd be cool if the one of the open end zones uh faced the yeah. sky. That that'd be kinda cool. Um, right. and the river there too in Cincy with that the the yeah. bridge um, yeah, pretty pretty cool stadium, pretty cool stadium for what's worth. As far as the the specs of it, I thought it was actually very similar to Nissan. Um, yeah. As far as just kind of the the fan experience, um, the the concessions and things One's like that.
0: Open, I think, at both ends, and Yeah, it's got the concourse. And you yeah. Walk inside. Yeah, it's very structurally very very similar. Escalators to I the like upper that. levels. That was game. I like that. That's good. <laughs> Although you only had to walk, like, five flights of stairs to get to, like, the top. And maybe it was six. It didn't seem like a lot. But, yeah, good layout. I mean, yeah, fans were shitty. It it was at least the ones that I sat by. I'm sure there's a lot of good Bengals fans, but you didn't represent very well yesterday. Okay. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Yeah. Fuck that game into oblivion.
1: <laughs> that game ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. We've we've got to move on. The Titans have got to get a win this week. If you go to 5 and 3, you are you're slipping away from the divisional uh championship hopes. A little bit, I mean, the Colts are 5-2, and two, right? Yep, same as us. So right at the top, I I think we, we've got two Div wins and a few AFC. We might technically be ahead. But you talk about who's playing right now, which team do you trust more? You know, the Colts probably a more well-rounded team at this point. Um, the Titans can't let this slip away uh, this week taking on the bears i was thinking about this last night this is again two pretty historic franchises but this will only be the 13th time they've played wow they've only played 12 times to this point um and it's kind of got a history of of blowouts um the The largest margin that the Titans franchise has won by Um, a Houston Oilers in nineteen seventy seven, forty seven to zero.
0: Damn.
1: Uh, And then (laughs) I think we all remember the Bears' largest margin of victory a little too well. Twenty twelve, fifty one to twenty, and the Bears fans drank the the city
0: dry. So that that might be the worst Titans game I've ever been to, like home game. It's been a lot, but that was we'll try to try to forget that one. I it, I remember multiple Bears fans uh, before going up to our seats saying "Welcome to Soldier Field," and I was just I wanted to fucking take those dudes out.
1: It's I mean that's incredible comedy that they came up with a joke that original. Right, that's pretty cool. That's great. They, I mean, they're funny, if anything. Uh, since moving to Tennessee, Titans are three and two against the Bears. The last time they played was in 2016, right after Thanksgiving. Ooh. I remember this one well. Uh, 27-21 Titans victory. For a little while there, it was looking like the Titans were going to blow the Bears out in that game, um, but the Bears came back a little bit and uh, they took it down to the wire. And I remember the the play that sealed this game. I believe it was Parrish Cox. Was He wasn't even covering. Technically, you could say he was covering this guy in the end zone. And the ball goes to the Bears receiver, and he just drops it. Yeah. Parrish Cox was probably 10 feet away from this guy. But he dropped it and the Titans won the game. Um, (laughs) You want to talk about bad secondaries?
0: That's one of them.
1: Denoris Searcy and Parrish Cox leading the charge on that secondary with a rookie, Kevin Byard. Oh my god. So, is it worse? I don't know. But (laughs) hopefully it Hopefully it doesn't come down to that again, but I'll take the win. It'll be an interesting game. Uh, both teams are five and two. Um, both teams, you could argue, are bad five and two teams. Yeah. The Bears' offense is not anything to write home about. The Titans' defense, we've talked about them. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. And again, I don't know what to expect. If the Titans can get a lead, then maybe they can run the ball. They can lean on that. If the Titans were able to run the ball more against Cincinnati, I think they would have won that game even against a bad defense. The Titans have got to get out to a lead in this game. They did not against Pittsburgh. They did not against Cincinnati. And it cost them. They lost control of the game. They were not able to to run their game plan. The Titans have got to get out to a lead. They've got to run the ball in the second half, be in a position to do that, be in a position to expand on a lead. If they don't, they're going to be in trouble again.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think the, the last time that really happened for us was Houston, where we were able to jump out to, uh, I think it was 14 and nothing. Second, you know, second half had its struggles, but... Um, yeah, just, I mean, you know, and we, we, like we were talking earlier, we, we had the chance to do it yesterday. So it's, it's about eliminating the mistakes early and just playing, playing ball the way that this offense has done, uh, in the, the past when I mean, we've seen it practically every game, not every game, but this offense has been real, real dominant and they rank high, um, in, in the league for a lot of things. So, yeah, hopping out to an early lead. Hopefully, we can be playing with our shiny new toys on Sunday. Shiny new toy, rather. Sorry, I don't mean to objectify human beings. I'm just talking about having new players. But hopefully, we have some improvement on the secondary. I said it before the Bengals game, the defense just needs to survive, really. And if the offense is able to um, overproduce like we've seen before, you don't want to depend on that. But if the defense can just play a decent game, it's going to roll our way over 50% of the time just because of how good our offense is. So defense just has to be better on all facets, all sides
1: absolutely um it, it, cuz do you know what the time of possession was in against cincinnati yeah. i know it was completely lopsided against pittsburgh um but it it goes to your point that you just made is that the defense needs to play well enough that the offense has enough time to go score and feel comfortable in running their offense um they got away from that against cincinnati cuz they they went down to They barely had the ball at all in the first half against Pittsburgh. If the offense can be efficient and the defense can get off the field, uh, not every time, but when it's important, uh, then that can be a difference in the game. I would really like to think that the Titans' offense can make a comeback uh, this week and, and get back into the rhythm that we saw them playing at. The first few weeks of the season, where at least they were scoring thirty points or more. Uh, I don't trust the Bears' offense.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, big dick Nick! Nick Foles is not good. Everyone, just <laughs> just a, a he's not good. If if the Bears have a good game offensively. I don't think that it's going to be attributed to Nick Foles playing well. Joe Burrow, I can say he played well. He was smart. He made uh, good decisions against the Titans secondary. He knew to attack Jonathan Joseph. He made some crucial throws, uh, and he extended plays. Those are things that Nick Foles cannot do. The Titans defense... Should have a little bit of an easier time this week, I think, against the Bears offense who's been struggling.
0: Well, they're not going to have to worry about world boxing champion Javon Wims uh, next week, (laughs) at least. (laughs) That's one piece of the offense that's missing. Admittedly, I don't know how good that guy is. He's good at punching people with helmets on.
1: Imagine being so
0: angry that you punch someone with a helmet on. And I you mean, see it all the time. Granted, I mean, I'm sure the the potential like whiplash you could get from that might hurt, but yeah, like I mean awfully weird play yesterday. Yeah. Bears it's going to be interesting.
1: At least uh at least there won't be, you know, 30,000 Bears fans. Are you gone? I don't have tickets yet. Um, I don't know. I, I said yesterday I'm never going to another Titans game. <laughs> uh, you know I'm going to go to home games. It might take a little bit of healing before I get back on the road and drive to go see this team. I was just so hurt. It was such it a shitty game.
0: It sucked. I I I referenced earlier how similar it was to the Denver game. I felt a whole lot more just like hopeless <laughs> after that Denver game. I walked out of the stadium and walked a few blocks over to this bar and had some pizza. I didn't feel that way yesterday. I felt pissed. Which is good. I I, I am we are all ho- holding this team to a higher standard this year, so Losses are going to feel different than they have in the past, especially after you start five and zero. Um, gotta gotta stop this slide though. We gotta gotta nip it here this week. Yeah. I feel confident.
1: You you got to beat the Bears because, I mean, look at the rest of the schedule. You got the Colts.
0: You think the Titans can beat the Colts? Uh, not the team that played yesterday. Hell no. After the Colts, you have the Ravens. You think
1: the Titans can beat the Ravens? I think
0: the Titans can can play a good game against the Ravens. I do.
1: You got the Colts again after that, and then you have the Browns, which, okay, that's a game you should win, but you don't want to make that a must-win game. You don't no. want to put yourself in that position to say, hey, we got to go out and we got to beat the Browns this week and then have a a shootout. With Baker Mayfield. You don't want that.
0: Yeah. I hate Baker Mayfield. If
1: you got the Jags do. after that. If
0: we all do. Which,
1: <laughs> Jags didn't have any trouble scoring points the first time against the Titans. You got the Lions after that. That's kind of another average team. You don't want to put yourself in a position where you have to win that game. You got the Packers at Sunday, Lambeau. Sunday night. In December. And then you got Houston. They didn't have a problem scoring against Titans. None of these games are shoe-ins. And they shouldn't be. The Titans should not expect to win any of that. After this game, the Bengals were at the bottom of the league. One of the worst teams in the league. And you got blown out by them. You can't expect to look at any of these games and say... Well, that's a win we can look on to the Jacks. We can look on to the Texans. <laughs> I totally don't want to be in a position where we're counting wins at the end of the season. That's what it's been, though. That's it's, what it's, been,
0: been. it's been that for the last four years. So, And it might be again. But
1: I tell you, week by week – this week, it's the Bears, and you have to beat the Bears.
0: I hate Chicago sports teams. So if we win this week, not only will we get back in the win column, but we will be defeating one of my least favorite fan bases. So hoping for that win. It's, it's going to be a fun time back at Nissan. I'm going to be glad to be around. Hopefully people that aren't total pieces of shit. But we'll see. Can't count on it. Like I said, it's the Bears. You got any final thoughts? We got final score predictions? (laughs) I'm so
1: tempted to pick the Titans. (laughs) On principle, I told myself yesterday I'm not picking the Titans to win this game. Um, I want to believe the defense is going to be better. Honestly, though, I thought Pittsburgh was going to be a wake-up call for the defense. Um... I cannot pick the Titans to win this game. I am sorry. It's the first time this season I'm going to pick them to lose. After the shit that I saw last week, I'm not picking them to win. Um, By the way, by the way, I got the score right last week. It was 31-20. to
0: No shit. Yeah. Did you predict the score? It was just the other way around. It was the other way around. Damn. Yeah.
1: And honestly... I kind of I expected the Titans to play as well as the Bengals did, and I expected the Bengals to play as well as the Titans did. I, I thought the Bengals were going to make a lot of mistakes, um, and I thought the Titans would play a clean game. But it was the other way around. went in favor of Cincy. I got the score. Um, and and the the Pittsburgh game too. I I got the score pretty close. I predicted the Titans to win though, um, but I I came close so. Uh, maybe it'll be a, good, a little bit of good luck for the Titans. Uh, e, uh, Bears 27,
0: Titans 23. I'm going to take Titans 23, Bears 16. Bears get a touchdown and three field goals. All right. I think we're going to bounce back with our defense this week. We're going to have Desmond King in there, we're going to have Dory Jackson and we're going to be able to start a defensive ramp up back to end the year.
1: Let's go boys. Hey, this is when we got hot last season and you know what, we already have a head start because we're 5 and 2. We're not trying to dig our way out of a losing record. We are 5 and 2. We're at the top of the division, baby, and this is our time of year, November, December. Ha. Look for the king to start rolling. I'm excited. I'm excited what this team can do. Let's
0: go. Let's go. Can't wait. Play us out. We'll see you next week. Hopefully, after a much different game, we will have, once again, immediate fan reaction, analysis. Nothing professional. It's just some guys drinking beers, talking about football on a Monday night. No pros allowed. No pros allowed in the building ever. We'll see you next time. This has been Two-Tone Dudes. Be well. Later, dudes.